Hello, friends, kiddo, Mimi, and all of the adventurers from Beyond the Bookcase are currently taking a short break while our team works on season three of each show. Yes, season three. Look out for those in the fall. But we're not going to leave you hanging. Passover is about to start, and we are thrilled to share a playlist of special Passover episodes and content from shows across our network, PJ Library Presents. Prepare a Seder with Humpty Dumpty, party with a Passover pirate, learn about Passover traditions with Kiddo and Mimi, and even practice the four questions, plus so much more. Hag Sameach, and happy listening. Deep in the basement of Sofa Shalom, there's a dusty library that's really the home of a magical bookcase to another world, where Micah and Miri and their friends are home. Where there's wolves and hares living fairy tales Mr. Safer, the golem, and glass shoe sales So come join us for the magic and mystery Maybe even a bit of Jewish history Auntie PJ's here to give us a taste Of all the adventures beyond the bookcase Beyond the bookcase, beyond the bookcase At one time, my Uncle Levy hid the afikomen in my mom's plants it took me forever to find it. <laughs> Jacob, maybe next Passover, I'll let you borrow my binoculars. I always have them handy. Did you know that the reason we wrap the afikomen in a cloth is to reenact the way the Israelites carried the dough out of Egypt? I thought it was just to keep it away from me. I could eat matzah all day. Well, that we all know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my merry band of travelers. What are we all laughing about today? Are we doing jokes? Oh, 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 okay, let's see. Mm, oh, ooh, why do we have a Haggadah at Passover? Um, why? So we can Seder write words. <laughs> Excellent joke, Auntie PJ. Well, thank you, Evie. And no, we weren't doing jokes. We were talking about Passover. Ah, uh, yes. How are you all preparing? I know every family celebrates a little differently. Growing up, we would get out special dishes and bring all of our bread and cookies to our neighbors, the Summers. Mr. Summer, Tom, would pretend to pay my father a penny for everything, and they'd shake hands and have a good laugh. Micah and I are getting ready to welcome guests to our Seder. So many fun people are coming. Yeah, that's the best part, I think. We bought a bunch of cups to decorate, too, so everyone can have their own. Ooh, yes. The crafting parts of Passover are my favorite, too. What are you planning, Auntie PJ? Oh, well, I have to do quite a bit of cleaning. You never know where Hametz might hide in a library. <laughs> oh, and then, as you know... Every Passover, the library usually hosts a matzah pizza competition. Tastiest creation wins a free library card, two high fives, and unlimited book borrowing privileges. And then every year you tell us we're all the winners. I love the matzah pizza competition. It's one of my favorite traditions. My dad and I are working on a special recipe for this one. It might involve veggie chorizo and chocolate. Oops, I've already said too much. Oh, sadly, I'm having trouble finding all the necessary ingredients this year. A tomato shortage has left me sauceless. The nearby grocery stores are completely sold out of matzah, and because there's a dairy enthusiast convention in town, 
I can't even get a hold of cheese. Quite a conundrum. Not unlike that time I had to solve Samson's riddle to escape from a hedge maze in Monaco. Wait, Auntie PJ? What? Are you saying we might have to cancel this year's matzo pizza cook-off? No! Oh, no, don't you worry, kids. No, 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 don't you worry. Oh, so, um, uh, what's on your Seder plate this year? Ours is pretty standard. We've got some parsley, haroset, an egg... A lamb shank, some romaine lettuce for the bitter herb, and... What am I forgetting? My family, we add new symbolic things sometimes. This year, I'm adding an acorn to acknowledge indigenous lands. In fact, we stopped by to see if you had any books on Seder plates. My big sister has an allergy, so we use an olive instead of an egg. Wait, why is there a hard-boiled egg on the Seder plate? Excellent question. I love an inquisitive mind. As it turns out, I do have a copy of Four Answers, everything you need to know about Seder plates in the back of the library. Perhaps you could help me tidy up and hunt for Hametz while you search for it. Is it on our favorite bookshelf? You know it. Now off you go. I'm going to look up online pizza sauce retailers and uh, send a postcard to a dear friend I met at Victoria Falls while we were spying on a, I mean, vacationing. Just a vacation, not, not the other thing. Yes, uh, um, goodbye. Well, that was abrupt. And mysterious. It is dusty back here. Do you really think we'd find breadcrumbs hiding on bookshelves? You mean chametz? I feel like anything is possible in this place. Look! Look! And, Jacob, that's not the book we're looking for. Humpty Dumpty and the Great Passover Feast. Now, what do you think that's about? Did you grab it from the... It's glowing! Ha! You know it! Hang on, everybody! Whoa! Wow, that never gets any easier. <laughs> or any less cool. Hello, Michelle. We're Shh. back. Mr. Safer's been really irritated that we've been here lately. Maybe we can just try to sneak Well, past. well, if it isn't a gaggle of mischief makers, come to wreak havoc on the land of Michelle. No, no, I cannot have it. You'll have to turn back. You know we can't just turn back. We don't control this whole magical vortex thing. Plus, we like being here. Nevertheless... Take it, please. Hello, Golem. Blue, you are looking well. Take it, please. No, no, no. No ticket. Golem, don't you dare. Sorry. <sighs> Just when I was having the loveliest day. What's going on today that's so lovely, Mr. Seyfair? Well, dear sweet Humpty Dumpty is finally hosting a Passover Seder. He's been talking it up for weeks. We're all attending. Everyone is invited. Everyone? Well, not, I mean, well, it's like a fairy tale creature's kind of... Where is he hosting this Seder, Mr. Seyfair? His house. Gollum! What? They asked. I remember his house from our Hagdala walk with Chicken Little. It was that pretty cream-colored house all the way down that lane in front of us with the big high wall around it covered in moss and... Lilacs? Well, yes, of course that's his house, but do not bother him. He's probably all in a scramble trying to get everything done. He invited the whole town, and he's never hosted before. What a marvelous guest, though. Oh, I remember this one time he brought a matzo ball soup to Snow White's that was positively breathtaking. And he always does dishes. Arrives nice and prompt, and you know I value timeliness. But he sure put a lot on his Passover plate, so to speak. 
Wow, sounds like he could really use some help getting everything together. Oh, he absolutely could. Say no more, Mr. Seafair. Help is on the way. Come on, team. No, wait, I... Bye-bye, Bye-bye, friends. And thanks for the tip on where to go, Mr. Seafair. Why, Seafair, why? Just once, don't give it all away. Such nice friends. Don't you start. Sorry. Hmm. This path to Humpty Dumpty's is so beautiful. Smell those lilacs, Blue? I'm surprised they're here. Lilacs aren't usually in season now. At least, not in our world. Hmm. I wonder how we make our way in. This wall seems to go around the whole place. Let me just grab my binoculars. Aha! Look, there's a giant egg-shaped door over there. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I wish I had my own door shaped like me. Come on, let's go. I'm excited to see what his satyr will be like. Mr. Dumpty, we're here to help with your satyr. Hello? Ouch! Oh, my head. Oh, hello, Mr. Dumpty. I didn't see you under that picnic table. Um, what are you doing down there? Oh, I was so clumsy. I thought I'd prepare my famous Passover popovers outside as I listened to the birds. But I dropped my trays and then bumped my head on the way up to get them. What brings you kids to Mashal this time? Well, we're here to help. Mr. Safer told us you were hosting a huge Seder, and we all love Passover. Need some hands? Now, isn't that something? See, I thought I had it under control. I've never hosted a big Seder before, only attended others. And I so want to get it right. I have so many people to thank for hosting me all these years. I really had something quite grand in mind. Well, dropping trays isn't the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a little bit clumsy myself. A little? Okay, a lot clumsy. Like, I've tripped up the stairs more than once. Is everything else going okay? That's just the thing. Come, look over here. Wilted! You have a whole herb garden full of parsley? Amazing! Full of wilted parsley. Yesterday it was beautiful. Today, today they are exhausted. Why not tomorrow? Oh, whatever am I going to do? No, you know, I once read that parsley is in the same family as both celery and cumin. <laughs> Pretty amazing, huh? You don't say. I do. And I think these just need a little water. Maybe you're right, but I doubt I'll have perky parsley in time for the Seder. Huh? I just wanted things to be absolutely perfect. Humpty Dumpty, we want to help make this the best Seder ever. It really will be okay. Where can you use us? You're so kind. Come with me to the kitchen, everyone. I just set up my Seder plate all full of delicious goodies. All except, well, the egg. And the matzo ball soup is simmering now. We heard your matzo ball soup is delicious. Well, isn't that nice? My grandmother once... Whoa! Whoa! Dumpty Dumpty! Oh, no! Oh, no! So clumsy, so clumsy. My Seder plate, it's... it's ruined! I wouldn't say that. The haroset has gone everywhere. Nobody's going to want floor, Haroset. I'll have to throw it away and start over. Oh, the moror and the lettuce, too. I think the shank bone's okay, but, oh my, everything's askew. We can totally fix it. Don't worry. At least nothing got in my lovely, perfect, beloved matzo ball soup. <laughs> oh, no! My soup! 
I've spilled a whole bowl of sugar in it. It's completely ruined. <laughs> oh, Humpty, you watch out for the matzo. No! Oh, How did the matzo end up on the floor? And now it's just, just matzo meal. How could I have a Passover Seder without matzo? It's impossible. <laughs> Hey, can you all step outside with me for a moment? Poor Humpty Dumpty's really stressed out. He wants this to be the best Seder ever, but it's making him even more anxious than usual. But how can we help? I don't know how to make matzo ball soup. I only know how to eat it. I feel so bad. Poor Humpty Dumpty is putting so much pressure on himself to create the perfect Passover. Maybe he just needs to chill out and remember what he loves so much about Passover. That always made him such a great, cheery guest. Heavy, I really think that's it. He needs space, and he needs to not do everything on his own. And he probably could use a little help, even if he doesn't ask for it. According to my calculations, he needs fresh lettuce, parsley, a new batch of haroset, bitter herbs, and matzah. Plus, he needs to start some soup from scratch. What if we went to gather things and left him to take a deep breath and just make his famous soup? Blue, I love it. That's just what I was thinking. I'll go run and tell him. No! no! Sorry, Jacob. Maybe let someone in there who might not knock everything else over. No offense. Ha! You're right. I'll go, and you all figure out where we're headed. Okay. I'm thinking maybe Evie and I can head to Snow White's house. She does those definitely not poisoned apples. I bet she'd give us some to make new Haroset. That's amazing. Jacob and Blue, do you want to come with me to the Harris house? He has a beautiful vegetable garden where we could get some lettuce for the Seder plate. I bet he has plenty of fresh parsley as well. And maybe some matzo, too. Actually, I have another idea of a place I want to go. And I know the way. All right, if I head there and we all meet back here soon? Sure, that's fine by me. And Evie's back. What did Humpty Dumpty say? Well, he cried a bit. But I think it was a good cry. He's going to go start another batch of soup. And he says thank you. Where are we heading off to? You're coming with me. Come on, everybody. Good luck. Here's the Hare's Cottage. Yes, hello. Hi there, Mr. Hare. We were just wondering if we could borrow a few items from your garden for Humpty Dumpty's Seder plate. Why, of course. Humpty Dumpty is always such a thoughtful guest. I'm happy to help. I was just doing some juicing. Gotta stay healthy for the next race. When's the next race? Oh, there's always a race coming up. Can't let my dear friend Tortoise get a competitive edge. That guy can eat like three pounds of kale in one sitting. <laughs> ah, you can really taste the radish. Do you happen to have lettuce and parsley? Of course, those are my favorites. How about matzah? Oh, sorry, I'm fresh out. But look, there's my neighbor Goldilocks out for a jog. Maybe she can help. Hey there, Goldilocks! Oh, hello, Mr. Hare. Hi, kids. Just getting my steps in before Humpty Dumpty's big Seder. I can't wait for a big bowl of his matzo ball soup. Somehow he always makes it the perfect temperature, never too hot or too cold. Humpty Dumpty is actually having a few minor issues with his dinner. We were wondering if you had any extra matzo for the table. Oh my, yes. I make my own, in 18 minutes or less, of course. Not too long, not too short, just right. Here, we can help you pick some fresh lettuce and parsley from the garden. Goldilocks, why don't you grab some matzo and we can all head over to Humpty's together. Perfect.
Are we getting close? I think I hear singing. Yes! Snow White's house is right around the corner. Oh, why, hello, little friends. I wasn't expecting company. Are those birds? Doing your hair? Why, yes, of course. My little bird companions just love styling my hair. Sometimes I find a twig or a piece of hay in it, but it's a small price to pay. I was just getting ready to visit Humpty Dumpty for Passover. How can I help you? We were wondering if we could borrow some apples. There was a little spill at Humpty Dumpty's house, and his harosid kinda went kersplat. Oh, dear me. Why, of course, you can borrow some apples. I always have them on hand. And don't worry, they're definitely not poisoned. I'll even help you make the haroset. I believe some of my squirrel friends dropped by with walnuts earlier. That would be wonderful. Then we can all walk back to Humpty Dumpty's. He's such a sweet egg. And he makes the best matzo ball soup, too. So we've heard. Well, come in, young friends. No time to waste. The Seder will be starting soon. Yes, my lovelies, you can help, too. The birds are excellent at dicing apples. But how did they hold the knife? With their beaks, silly. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I wonder what's going on with Blue wherever they went off to. Ah, that must be Mr. Schaefer's house. Gray boxy one with the keep out sign. Ah, okay. Here goes nothing. Can't you read? The sign says go away. It actually says keep out, but eh, semantics. Mr. Safer, we need your help. Why would I ever help you? All you kids do is meddle. It's not for us. It's for Humpty Dumpty. His satyr's a bit of a mess, and I thought you might be able to help me find some bitter herbs for the satyr plate. Why? Because I'm so bitter? Well, yes. Fine. You're right. I have a fridge full of horseradish. I like to spread it on my morning bagel and slather it on my sandwiches at lunch and dollop it on my ice cream for dessert. Ooh, on your ice cream? Listen, I really like horseradish, okay? I'll bring you a jar. For Humpty Dumpty, not for you. Of course. Oh, and Mr. Safer, is is that an avocado tree? Why, yes. I call her Shirley. She's my pride and joy. Grew her myself from an avocado pit. Humpty doesn't have an egg on his satyr plate, for obvious reasons. But many people, especially vegans, substitute an avocado pit. It's still round, so it symbolizes the circle of life, but it's also a symbol of growth. Maybe we could even plant it after the satyr. I think... I think Shirley would like that. I'll go pick one. Thank you, Mr. Safer. It's good of you to do this for Humpty Dumpty. You kids are real trouble. I haven't forgotten what a mess you've made of all the stories here. But maybe you're not all bad. I'll take that as a compliment. Kids, you came back! And just in time to try the soup. Let me know if it needs any more salt. Jacob! Mary! Daddy! Micah! Blue! I didn't know you'd all be here! Chicken Little! So wonderful to see you again! 
I'm just helping Mr. Dumpty finish up his famous soup. Don't worry, it's vegetarian. We sent Snow White, Goldilocks, the hare, and Mr. Safer to the backyard to set the table. And we've got everything you need here to fix up your Seder plate. Well, come on in. The sun is setting! The sun is setting! Not quite yet, but it's definitely about to. We better hurry up and finish the Seder plate. Evie and I made Horoset with Snow White with the help of some of her bird friends. And they had surprisingly impressive chopping skills. And Jacob and I borrowed fresh parsley and romaine lettuce from the hare's garden. The parsley reminds us of spring, and the lettuce symbolizes the bitterness of slavery. Mr. Shafair lent us a jar of horseradish to use as maror, also for the bitterness of life as a slave. That guy loves his horseradish. Now, I'll just put a little bit of horoset here. It's supposed to look like the mortar the slaves used, but the apples are sweet to remind us of the sweetness of freedom. Now, we just put back the shank bone, which stands for the sacrifice the Jews made before leaving Egypt. Perfect, but there's one thing missing. Right, the roasted egg. (gasps) Don't worry, Mr. Dumpty and Chicken Little, it's okay. You can substitute this avocado pit for the egg. Mr. Safair gave it to us. Wait a minute, Mr. Safair gave you an avocado off of Shirley? Wow, he must really like you kids. Oh, he doesn't. He likes you. Actually, I I think he might like me too. Aww, that just soft boils my yolk. My yolk is my heart. I gathered. All right, the table is all set. You're going to love this tablescape. The birds did an admirable job. Grab a seat, everyone. Time to eat. Thanks, kids. You've really saved the day. My famous Passover popovers are looking golden brown and lovely, and my matzo balls are as light and airy as clouds. Finally, I get to host my perfect Passover. Now, try the soup. Delicious. Wow. It's wonderful. Best matzo ball soup ever. It's been so lovely to see you all again. You as well. It was really fun gathering ingredients from everyone. Thanks again for sharing. Whoa, sounds like that's our ride home. That magic vortex always shows up right as we start having fun. Hagsameach, Humpty Dumpty. Hagsameach, kids. (laughs) Oh man, are you serious? We didn't even get to stay for the Seder. You guys know how much I love matzah. It's my whole thing. Well, do you have any in your pocket? I mean, yeah, of course. I always do. Mm. It's good, but it's not the same. We'll just have to be satisfied with the fact that we did a good deed and helped Humpty Dumpty welcome his guests. I guess. Hey, do you think we could save PJ's pizza cook-off by doing the same thing? I'm sure some of our neighbors have some cheese or sauce. That's a great idea. And not to distract, but have you noticed our bookmark is starting to look like a... A key! But to what? What does it open? It's a Star of David. We just have to look for something else in that shape and line up the bookmark. Maybe on the sides of the bookcase... Find a Star of David in a synagogue. No problem. Why, hello, children. Did you find that Passover book I mentioned? Ah! PJ, you snuck up on us. No, we didn't find the book. 
But we found our answers anyway. Excellent. Well, I hope you had an enjoyable time exploring the library and definitely not having any other sort of adventure. We always do. Any luck with the matzah pizza competition? <sighs> Sadly, no. Without the proper ingredients, I'm afraid this yearly tradition is kaput. Hey, you know, we worked together to save Humpty Seder. I bet we could do the same for Auntie PJ. Humpty, you say? Just a friend of ours, Auntie PJ. Mary, you're right. My grandma grows prize-winning tomatoes. I'm sure she'd let us have some to make into sauce. I've been growing bell peppers and zucchini in my backyard. We could use those as toppings. We could ask the dairy enthusiasts if we can borrow some cheese. I bet they have more than enough, especially if we tell them it's for a good cause. Pizza! Well, that would be wonderful, children, but we're still missing the most important ingredient. Matzah. Hmm, you're right. Can't make matzah pizza without matzah. Hey, wait a minute. My mom and dad have a whole cabinet full of matzah. Yes, they always practically buy up the whole store to keep you in matzah year-round. I'm sure they and you could spare a couple boxes for Auntie PJ's pizza competition. Definitely. Oh, really? Oh, how wonderful, kids. You've saved the day. The matzah pizza competition will go on, and you'll all have to enter. Of course. I wonder how horseradish tastes on pizza. Huh? It might be good. You never know. <laughs> I'm your narrator, Rita Toomey. And while I take a break from prepping to host my very own Seder this year, and PJ Library has great resources if you're a first-time host like me, I wanted to share the very special story of the Seder I went to last year. <clears throat> oh, right. To tell this story, I'm going to need the help of a few special friends. Hi! Jamie and... Me! I mean, Claire. Jamie and Claire. Actually, we're going to tell our listeners all about the wild adventure we had at your Seder. It was bananas. It was bonkers. There was a pirate, and we thought it was Uncle Eli, but it wasn't. And then Grandpa spilled wine all over his favorite tweed pants, and then Quetzal the cat almost escaped, and I did the pirate trick, and maybe swung from a chandelier, and also... It and also... was a lot. Hmm. Maybe we should just start from the beginning. A fine idea. Well, everyone, settle in for our special Passover episode of Have I Got a Story for You. The very real, very true, and very fascinating story of the second wildest Seder I've ever been to. Second wildest? There was a year in Boca Raton where the grape juice got switched, but you know what? That's a story for another time and another podcast when you're older. Cue the music. So this is the story of how I met Claire and Jamie here and how we had to embark on an epic treasure hunt for the Afikoman. I'll go back to the beginning. I was in the studio, tidying up and thinking about how much I was missing the big Seder back home. Usually I head back to my hometown of Brainyboro, but last year I opted to stay close to the studio to get ahead on a few things. I wrapped up my work much earlier than I expected and didn't have any plans, so I thought, let's try some field recording, Rita. I packed up my gear, locked up, and set out in search of a satyr that might have a spot for me. 
I checked my FaceSpace social media account. As it turns out, my neighbor's uncle's cousin's tennis coach's masseuse was hosting a Seder and had a few extra seats. The address was posted, so I headed on over. And Rita knocked on our door. But neither of us is a tennis coach's masseuse. That's our mom. Hi, you're not Grandma Sylvie or Grandpa Leon. Or Uncle Eli. Your mom invited me. Kind of. I'm a friend of a friend. Is she here so I can introduce myself? Right over there by the matzah and the harast bar. Don't eat all the pear and chili. That's my favorite kind. Oh, no thanks, Jamie. Wait, did you just pull that matzah out of your pocket? Yeah, want some? No, I'm, you know, I'm good. In fact, I'm saving all my matzah eating for when Passover officially starts. So things at your Seder started out pretty standard, right? The Seder is always at our house. Grandpa Leon and Grandma Sylvia come. Grandpa's getting old. He doesn't hear so well. Like, Claire will ask for the grape juice, and he'll say, Grape juice? Why would I pass you grape juice? <laughs> and then Aunt Sharon and Uncle Eitan fly in too, and usually Mom invites some other grown-ups over, like you. And other kids? Nope, just Claire and me. And so you always do the four questions. Oh, now she can do it. She was so nervous at the Seder that we all had to help her. I was not. Anyways, things were going kind of, let's say, slow when my mom signaled that I should open the door. Oh, for the beginning of the Seder where you say, all who are hungry, let them come and eat. All who need a Passover Seder, let them join us. And nobody ever comes in. Well, except this year. You did. But you were there before we started. And so was our gym teacher, who Mom invited. And Dad's friends from work, Tracy and Kyle. But usually at this part, no one comes in. Until this year. I opened the door, and he was just standing there. Who was? That man. We thought he was Uncle Eli at first, because he was so late. I'm going to play a clip from my field recording now. I be hungry. I be thirsty, too. So thirsty I can drink myself a salty sea. Is that a pirate? You've seen a pirate before? Well, no, but I've heard a lot about them from books and podcasts and stuff. I bet that's just Uncle Eli playing a joke. Uh, I'm okay. Don't worry. Nothing's on fire, that's for sure. Wait, if that's not Uncle Eli... Then who? Ah, yarg. Good to rest me bones. Now who's got the grub? Now, at this point, one of you decided to give him something. I thought we should give him some salt water, because we had some on the table. But my mom poured him a glass of regular water. Her hands are shaking. That was pretty funny, too. For everyone listening at home, so they can imagine it, too... Could you describe what the pirate looked like? Everything you dream of. Hair everywhere, gold earring, eye patch, bandana, the works. Highly unusual facial hair. Very manicured, in fact. Wow. Now, let's get back to the recording. So a bunch of new folks have come to your Seder, including now a pirate. Do you think he'd ever been to a Seder before? Are you kidding? He took out his spyglass to examine the matzah. 
Ah, oh, barnacles. Why has this sea biscuit so many holes? <laughs> Try this. It's the maror, the bitter herb. Mm. Mm. Ah, poison me. Best grub I ever tasted. More, I say. Just ask nicely. Sheesh. Grandpa, can you pass the maror? Let's skip ahead to the afikoman hunt. Ooh, this is when we did the ten plagues. And see, I'm going to take out this red fabric for the blood. Blood, you say? <laughs> blood. Oh, if you like the gross ones, you'll love when lice comes up. Right. See, uh, we lice? these little lice. pieces Child, of rice. did you say lice? Me precious beard, get thee out of here, foul varmin! <laughs> Oops, maybe a little bit further. Die, die, ain't you? Die, die, ain't you? Die, die, ain't you? Die, die, ain't you? Die, die, ain't A fine song. Come on, ye landlubbers, we dance! <laughs> I don't know this dance. <laughs> Climb upon me shoulders, and we shall have a proper jig. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, don't be so scared. We're having fun. No hands. Wee! Oh, that was awesome. I'd go for a pirate version of Dayanu again any day. Okay, I think I know where it is on the recording. Just a little further. Ah, here it is. I can tell from all the commotion. It's the Afikoman hunt. Pray, what might we be doing? We're looking for the Afi Komen. Oh, and who be this Afi? Be he a deserter of your ship? No, it's not a person. The Afi Komen is the dessert matzah. It's like a game. At the start of the Seder, the grown-ups hide it, and then we find it. Like a scavenger hunt, or a... Or a treasure hunt. Well, yeah, you could say that. I hunt for treasure better than anyone hunts for treasure. And I be saying, we start in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> a Passover Seder night is definitely different from all other nights. And Jamie and Claire's was no exception. How many other nights do you hide food around the house for others to find? Traditionally, there are three pieces of matzah stacked on the Seder plate. During the Seder, the middle matzah is split in two. The smaller piece is returned to its spot between the other two, but the larger piece becomes the afikomen, which comes from a Greek word meaning dessert. When I was growing up, we had a tradition where one of the kids would steal the afikomen when no one was looking. Another tradition is for a grown-up to hide the afikomen somewhere in the house. The kids then search for it, and that's precisely what's going on in this story. If you'd like to know more about Passover traditions or how to make your own Afikoman hiding bag, visit gotastorypodcast.com. No! No swinging on the chandelier! Correct, lass. This vantage point be weak anyway. We must try another. And structurally unsound at that. Hang. Now we be looking under the couch. No, don't flip the couch over. Do flip the couch over. <laughs> I spy it. That's a chunk of bread. Ooh, better not tell Dad. He thought he found them all. Wait, it's Ketzel, our cat. She's been hiding here. Arg, sweet beast. 
Let me give ye a pet. And there she goes. To the bookshelf! No! Good gentle crew, what, pray tell, happens if we do not find this treasure? Well, I don't really know. We just kind of end the Seder without it. Ah, it not be here. Watch where you're throwing those. I guess Mom will just give us a replacement ah. one. Ah. Seriously, man? Apologies, me hearties. One year, Grandma ate it by accident. Oh, boy, that was a mess. Did ye curse her for her treachery? What? No, she's our Grandma in any way. Huh? What be that? Whoa! It, it's the treasure! Aha, that sea biscuit I be fond of. <laughs> Wait, you can't eat it? Why not? I found a treasure. It's mine. <laughs> I but found we're the all treasure. supposed to it's eat a mine. bit of it. Otherwise, we can't finish the Seder. Ah, hang it. That's not the way treasures be working. I found it. I be keeping it. Actually, we all looked for it together. So it's all of ours. And not only that, but my parents and grandparents and aunt and uncle, all the grown-ups, give us a reward for finding it. I get some really good stuff that way. All the grown-ups, you say? Hang, I'm a grown-up. I might be finding some reward for ye in me own pantaloon pockets. Ah, there, a double doubloon for ye, and another one for ye. Wow, thanks! <laughs> That's quite a story. I missed most of the action of the hunt myself because I was taking advantage of Quetzal climbing into my lap. It's a good thing I left my recorder running in the living room, though. Can I see the coins he gave you? Um, well, Rita, here's the thing, you see... We had them until yesterday. My parents sold them to the Metropolitan Museum of Art for $60,000. Whoa, seriously? Yep, my parents deducted the cost of a new chandelier and a new couch and put the rest away in our college fund. I'm going to college. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And, and that's it? You'll never see him again? Oh, I don't know about that. He liked the Seder so much that he invited us to run a Seder on his pirate ship next year. Of course, I'll need to pick out a nice eye patch. And I'll need to buy a gold earring. And I was thinking of bringing him a parrot as a present. Uh, and maybe some of those macaroons with the chocolate coating. And some of those kosher for Passover jelly candies. And uh, w wait! What's up? I just realized we didn't even remember to ask his name. I did! Oh? Yeah, um, it kind of sounds like Uncle Eli's name. Um, Elijah? Elijah, yeah. No way! I mean, you did open the door for him, Jamie. Huh, I guess so. I mean, Grandpa has always had us open the door and say that speech about all who are hungry. Rita, you came right before we said it. Yeah, your mom kind of opened the door on social media for me. I like that tradition. My family didn't do that growing up. We only opened the door for Elijah at the end. I like that we opened the door at the beginning and the end. Hmm, I wonder who else Elijah visited. I mean, he goes and sees everybody, right? Maybe not always as a pirate, though. Something to think about. Did a pirate visit your Seder? 
We want to know. We also want to know about your Seder and your favorite Passover recipes. You can leave us a voicemail or write to us by using the contact page at gotastorypodcast.com. Until next time. You mean until next year in Jerusalem. Grab a seat, a bite to eat, and settle right in. For hugs, snuggles, stories, and more, and so many sweet things in store. Welcome to Afternoons with Mimi. Achoo! <laughs> Gesundheit, kiddo. Thanks, Mimi. Some of these boxes are a little dusty. That's why we're sprucing things up today. Unpacking our special dishes for tomorrow's Seder, pulling out the tablecloths, and last but not least, making sure there's not a speck, crumb, or even a dusting of chametz left in this house. Are we going to play the flashlight game later to look for the breadcrumbs? You know it. Oh my, I love this Seder plate. Did you know that I bought this when your Ema was very little? That was such a wonderful day. I want to hear the story. I want to know about when Emo is little like me. <laughs> okay. Snuggle up and let me tell you a little something. It was a beautiful, bright and sunny day when your Ema and I were out for a walk. Kind of like when we went on our special walk to get art supplies for your Tzedakah box. It had been a very rainy and cold week. And suddenly we had this wonderful day, so everyone was outside enjoying the air. Were there lots of puddles? Hmm, you know, I don't remember any puddles. Maybe there were, and maybe they magically dried up. Did you see any rainbows? Sure did. A big one right over the park. So that's where Ima and I headed. There were artists out painting, and people playing frisbee, and families having picnics. It was wonderful. And we turned a corner and found some people selling all sorts of art and treasures and special things. They each had a blanket laid out with their items. And at the very end, the very last blanket, there was a lady who had all sorts of pretty things she had made. And your Ema said, Look, a Seder plate. <laughs> You're right. I think you've heard this story before. A couple times, yeah. She did. And at the time, we didn't have a Seder plate of our own because we usually went to Tante Judith's for Passover. But that was the very first year that we were going to host. It was meant to be. It was. And so we have this incredible, colorful Seder plate to use on our table now. See all the labels for each item on the dish? The artist painted them as reminders. There's the... The bone. Right. The shank bone. And what's this for? The egg. Good. And over here? Maror. Wow. You knew the Hebrew for that one. Do you know what else it's called? Um, bitter herbs? Correct. All right, this might be tricky. What's this right here next to it? More bitter herbs? Yes, or hazeret. I like to put some romaine lettuce there. Okay, how about this one? Hmm, that's where we put the haroset. That's right. I love haroset, especially when you make the pear kind. I like that, too. And now, what's this last one? That's where I'll put my parsley we grew. Great job. Ooh, look at this. 
Hey, I made that. Yes, you did in preschool. It's your very own Seder plate. You saved it. Of course I did, my heart. I love how you created this with the cupcake wrappers and the paper plate. And what's this, Mimi? Oh, that's very special. That's Elijah's cup. Now that your cousin Isaac made. I love all the pretty stickers on it. And here's the Miriam's cup that goes with it. Did Isaac make that too? Yes, he did. What do we do with those cups, Mimi? Well, in many Jewish stories, a special man named Elijah, the prophet, helps us dream of a happier and fairer world. On Passover, Elijah has a special job traveling the world to visit every Seder to give us hope and remind us to keep working for justice in the world. So we pour a special cup of juice just for him. And we open the door for him too. Yes, good remembering. What's the other cup for? So Miriam's cup is something new that your Ema started doing as a tradition for our family. Miriam, Moses' older sister, helped save baby Moses so he could grow up and lead the Jewish people. After the Jewish people escaped, Miriam led them all in song, and legend has it that wherever she traveled in the desert, fresh water would appear. So we all fill a special cup with water just for her. Wow. And wait, what's this? Another Seder plate? We have so many. Oh, I got that one a couple of years ago. Some people in our family have allergies or are vegetarian. So on this special plate, I use an avocado instead of an egg and a roasted beet instead of the shank bone. And last year, our neighbor Mrs. Farrakhan came and put some vinegar on it too. <laughs> I remember that, yes. That's a special tradition from her family. Can we do that again? Absolutely. Are there any other special traditions you look forward to? When Miles and Ari thunder-chop the matzah. <laughs> yes. How could I forget your cousin's very original take on breaking the matzah? And hunting for the afikoman, of course. I know this will be the year I find it. <laughs> and I also like making the sandwich. Oh, you mean when we mix the haroset and the maror together? Yeah, it's a lot of different tastes at the same time. It's so interesting to me that you enjoy it. Last year, you weren't so sure you'd like it. Yeah. But now I do. You always tell me to try new things, so I did. Oh, Mimi, what's this last box full of? This is full of the puppets and special toys you and all of the kids use to decorate the table with. And at the very bottom are some of the little pillows and cushions we put out. To lean on? Yes. Why do we do that again? Well, the Passover story follows the Jewish people as they become free. In the beginning of this story, we're treated poorly like slaves. But today, when we retell it, we can relax and lounge like royalty. So that's why we lean back on the cushions. <laughs> and Grandpa Bob always loosens his belt too and says, oh, I'm stuffed. <laughs> well, I guess that's your Grandpa Bob's Passover tradition. Okay, everything's unpacked. Are you ready to do our little hametz hunt? Yes. I have a surprise for you. Your cousins are here to help. Yes! What a great surprise! Go get the door, Nishama Shali. So what's next on the agenda? Uh, we're actually all wrapped up for this week. Mm. Uh, but... But? But what? Well, here's the thing. 
listening in on that story, I... Oh, well, uh-huh. what I really want to do is... I mean... I... Al, just just out with it. Whatever it is. Okay. Well, I've never gotten to say the four questions at Seder. <gasps> I, I'm not even sure how to say them. And this is on your mind because you heard our last guests singing them? Yeah. I was fiddling with that clip as we cleaned up. Oh, that, that makes sense. Al, you could say the four questions at my Seder this year. What? Really? <laughs> oh, Rita, that would mean the world to me. Our family Seders were always so big and hectic and wonderful in a lot of ways, but I'm exactly in the middle of all my siblings and cousins, so I never actually got a turn. And these days, it doesn't seem right to barge in and ask for a turn when the kids are so excited, you know? Don't want to take it away from them. Well, this year, you're hanging out with me, my ferret Felicia, and a few friends at our cozy vegetarian Seder. And I will make sure that you get a chance to say the four questions. In fact, I am texting someone special right now to see if they can run over and make a recording for you to practice with. Excellent. Oh, maybe I can also share with listeners just in case anyone wants to learn, too. Oh, <laughs> Rita, you know what? What's up? I left the record button on this whole time. <laughs> oh, Al. Oh, hey, I have an idea. Will you answer a few questions about the four questions for the folks at home? Sure, I'll do my best. Oh, great. <gasps> ah, double great. Oh, Al, there is no question. You're going to be the best four-question reciter at any Seder I've ever hosted. Woohoo! Well, wait, but isn't this the first time you're hosting? Never mind all that. Hmm. You had some questions about the four questions, right? Okay. The first one I have is, why do we say the four questions? Passover is a wonderful time to ask questions. Asking questions out loud and answering questions in ways that tell our own stories are both signs of being a free person. Traditionally, the youngest person or people at the table get to ask the four questions if they're willing and able to do so, of course. These questions are introduced with the Hebrew phrase ma nishtna, which means, what is different? Okay, here's my next one. Uh, Not for me, obviously, but maybe for some of the kids listening. What do you do if you get too nervous to say the questions? Oh, I mean, you can always read them with a buddy act them out, or pick someone to help you read. It's also so okay to pass on your turn or invite the whole family to read the questions together. Hmm. Anything else, Al? Um, hmm. I think I'm good for now. I'm ready to start practicing. And I know if I forget, the PJ Library has a bunch of how-tos on their Passover page, too. Well, all right then. Let's cut here and add in the practice recording of how to say the four questions. Stick around until the end, though. We've also included an extra special surprise that will make the kids at your Seder smile for sure. Hi, I'm Lori, and this is how to say the four questions. Why is this night different from all others? On all other nights, we can eat chametz, bread that rises when it bakes. Why tonight do we eat only the flatbread matzah? On all other nights, we eat any kind of vegetables, Why tonight do we eat bitter vegetables, maror? On all other nights, we don't need to dip our food into a sauce even one time. Why tonight do we dip foods two times? On all other nights, we eat sitting up straight or leaning. 
Why tonight do we make sure to eat leaning to our left? Here's it in Hebrew. Ma nishtana halayla hazeh mikol halilot. Shebechol halilot anu ochlim chametz umatza halayla hazeh kulo matza. Shebechol halilot anu ochlin shear yerakot. Halayla hazeh maror. Shebechol halilot en anu matbilin afilu paam echat. Halayla hazeh here are the four questions singing it. Ma nishtana halayla haze mikol halaylot mikol halaylot Shebechol halilot anu ochlin chametzu matza chametzu matza halayla haze halayla haze kulo matza halayla haze halayla haze kulo matza. Shebechol halilot anu ochlin she'ar yerakot she'ar yerakot halayla haze halayla haze maror maror halayla haze halayla haze maror maror. Shebechol halilot en anu matbilin afilu pam echad afilu pam echad halayla haze halayla haze shetepe amim halayla haze halayla haze shetepe amim. Shebechol halilot anu ochlin ben yoshvinu ven masubim ven yoshvinu ven masubim halayla haze halayla haze kulanu masubim halayla haze halayla haze kulanu masubim. Thanks for the practice clips, Lori. And thanks to you, everyone, for listening this week and helping me get ready for Rita's Seder. To all of our listeners and new friends, here's a child-friendly version of the Passover story to enjoy with your whole family. For more tips on how to prepare for Passover with kids, visit pjlibrary.org. Long ago in Egypt, a mean ruler named Pharaoh makes the Jewish people slaves. They are forced to do hard work building cities and pyramids. Pharaoh orders all baby boys born to Jewish families to be taken away. But Moses' family floats baby Moses in a basket on the river. Moses' sister Miriam watches over him when Pharaoh's daughter finds the baby and brings him to the palace to be raised. 
The Jewish people don't like being slaves at all. They are hungry, tired, and have no control over their lives. They cry out to God for help. Moses, all grown up, goes out from the palace and sees an Egyptian treating a Jewish slave badly. He stops the Egyptian. Now Moses feels that he too is Jewish and runs away from Egypt. Moses is herding sheep when he notices a strange bush. It's on fire, but not burning down. Amazing! He hears God's voice telling him to go to Pharaoh and demand that the Jewish people, Moses' people, be set free. With his brother Aaron, Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, Let my people go! Pharaoh answers, Never! God brings terrible plagues on the Egyptians. Water turns to blood. Frogs, wild animals, and locusts are everywhere. People and animals get sick. Hailstones fall from the sky. Everything turns dark. After each plague, Pharaoh agrees to let the Jews go free. But then he changes his mind. Finally, after the tenth plague, Pharaoh frees the Jews. The time has come. With great excitement and nervousness, the Jews pack their things and rush out of Egypt. They go so fast that the bread they are baking in celebration doesn't have time to rise. The Jews think they're safe, but when they reach the big sea, they hear Pharaoh's army chasing after them. Pharaoh has changed his mind again. The Jews are trapped, but then a miracle happens. The sea opens up so the Jewish people can march across between two giant walls of water. The sea closes up. The Jewish people are free. They sing and dance and celebrate. At Passover every year, we remember the miracle of freedom. To learn more about Passover and find tons of kid-friendly Passover recipes, video resources, and more, visit pjlibrary.org Passover. That's pjlibrary.org slash Passover.